When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to Monarch Legacy of Monsters by Story Archives. I am your host, Mario Busto, alongside the other host, Zachary Newton. Welcome back. We're back with episode three titled Secrets and Lies. And apparently, there's a difference between the two. What's the difference? Do you know? I would have to ask Lee Shaw or Dr. Mora because apparently they like to use the same exact quote. What'd you think of episode three, Zach? I liked it. It's coming together. I'm happy that we got. Um, another glimpse of Godzilla. I know it's not the Godzilla show, but deep down inside, I call it the Godzilla show whenever I reference it to uh, to anybody else. So glad to see him in here. Hope we keep getting a taste of Godzilla or her. I, I can never remember. Uh, hope we keep seeing a, a glimpse of Godzilla throughout the, uh, throughout the season here. But I like it. Th- these other monsters are interesting. I don't know them by name. Um, I'm assuming that they might be established in the monster verse here. Uh, but I, I guess the one thing I feel like I'm missing is a little bit of this, like little battle or something between the, the monsters and the people, right? Like, I feel like there's been a few moments already throughout this season where we get a solid glimpse of, uh, of a monster and it's just like, all right, that's it. We got the eggs in episode one. We got that flying thing in episode two. And then we have this like ice monster in episode three. So I hope we see a little more than than, than just like a tiny bit of on-screen time and then them disappearing. But that's all. That That's what I got to say. How'd you like it? I think um, everything's leading up to that opening scene we see in episode one where they op- they blow a hole in the bottom of the nuclear reactor, right? Kind of makes sense seeing in this episode how Godzilla feeds on nuclear waste mm-hmm. that um, that these monsters would have their eggs underneath a nuclear facility, right? Well, perfect that way to, sense. to kind of feed your, your babies there, right? And then uh, you also see Godzilla in this episode kind of just gravitate towards, I guess, the uranium decoy, right? It was kind of going towards the bait of the radioactive material. Mm-hmm. And um, they want us to believe that Godzilla's dead, but we know he or she is not dead. Definitely I'm gonna say she, I'm gonna say she because if I recall, in the Godzilla prequel movie, there were eggs, and yeah, that would mean that it's a female. So, female Godzilla, the size of a damn skyscraper. All right. I gotta say, I, I was on the side of the nuking this giant creature from the sea. I, I would prefer nuking this creature <laughs> and researching it after rather than I was letting it just lurk in the sea. I was going to ask you that. I was going to ask if you were team nuke or research here. I mean, who, who knows? Maybe these creatures could, could, could have been docile. They just, you know, roll around on the ground. I don't know that they've, I mean, they've, they've had to have been here for literally thousands, thousands of years. Uh, 
or, or millions of years, depending on what your opinion is and, and how long people have been on this earth, according to this, this universe uh, of, of, of movies. But um, I don't know what they've done in the past. So I don't know well, that it would have been a typically, typically, if you see a predator, apex predator, they have genes or features that make them killing machines, that make them equipped to defend and to kill their prey. I don't see why Godzilla would have razor sharp teeth, body armor, right? Because they even discuss this when they see it rolling up in the water. They say, why would this creature need body armor? And then Dr. Mora says, to defend against us. You know, right? Because yeah. <laughs> we're the bad ones nuking the giant dinosaur who did not get killed by the meteor, right? Whatever, wherever Godzilla came from or how it came to be, and I, I hope we get down to the bottom of this. Same. Um, it, it's a killing machine, whether it's docile or not. It could be like as fluffy as a golden retriever. We're not going to find out. We're, we're literally not going to find out. Why? Because w the first thing we should be doing is literally nuking Godzilla and, and getting rid of it. But you don't know. You don't know how many more Godzillas there are. It's obviously not the only monster in this universe. Um, I would, you know, I can see the side of, you know, arguing for caution, right? Because the interesting thing that they did here was the Bikini Atoll bombings, right? Because yeah. That's a historical thing. Uh, there, before we bombed, um, when I say we, I say the United States, before we dropped nuclear or atomic bombs on Japan, there were uh, atomic bombs that were dropped in this area of the world, the Bikini Atoll, which is a tiny ring of coral islands, about two square miles, and it's in the central Pacific Ocean. And, and th this was kind of a controversial thing. Because I think there was repercussions. This thing created a tsunami. Hmm. Uh, we can put this link in the show notes, but um, there was, you know, all sorts of things. And it seems to me that they're tying in this historical event, right? They're tying in Godzilla and all these things yeah, to kind of line up with history as to why we were dropping these bombs in these islands, right? So, are we going to also see some sort of tie-in? I guess not because this is taking place after... World War II, right? Yeah, that's true. That's, it's, it's an interesting point. I, uh, well, well, I do think it's probably. Oh, a hold wise on. Wait, wait, wait. Move. This what? was after. I, I'm completely wrong. This happened after. I did not see the year here because I, I looked it up because the story was vaguely familiar. When I saw the islands mm. and I saw generally what time frame it was in. So it was a few months after that we began testing additional nuclear weapons. And that's when hmm. these took place. It wasn't during because that wouldn't make any sense. Okay. Well, interesting. I, uh, I, I was going to say, I do think I agree that it's probably wise to destroy something that's just so massive that it could easily wipe out massive populations of people. However, I feel like there should have been some level of reconnaissance done, right? Like, just enough to under like you got to understand your enemy really you got you got to learn its weaknesses who knows if i don't know <laughs> dropping an atomic bomb on its face is really going to do anything yeah at the very least we don't even know i'm assuming that godzilla is alive and well here but nonetheless you don't know that i mean what kind of creature could survive a strike like this and i think they're going to be horrified to find out that godzilla is alive and well and perhaps maybe stronger after Maybe there's some sort of mechanism that makes Godzilla immune 
and more powerful when struck with this level of yeah. radioactive force. Like the sword of Gryffindor takes in What's that a, which makes it stronger. It's 150 pounds of uranium. So if it does survive, it's going to have nuclear waste to feed on around the water there for, for decades. So yeah. 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 Well, thank God uh, Godzilla is not on our shores right now. But we don't know. We don't really know, do we? It's true. All right, we catch up with Lee Shaw, older Lee Shaw, who is Kurt Russell. And we actually get like a little tidbit of information here, right? Where he's supposed to be 90-something years old. And we kind of covered this in, in one of our last episodes as to, you know, he looks good for being as old as he should be considering, you know, he, we, he was a grown man in 1940, you know, which mm-hmm. would make him very, very old right now, right? It would, it would kind of explain why John Goodman's character, Bill Randa, aged way more rapidly than Lee Shaw does. And we don't really get an answer to this, nor do we get an answer to several things in this episode from how or why Hiroshi has two families, right? That yeah, Lee seems to think that that's not necessarily a lie. It could just be a secret, which um, we will find out more about that. And then we also have the mystery of May. She takes this mysterious phone call on the cargo ship and seemingly seems to be throwing out her phone before anybody can track her. If you've seen the, any iconic movie where somebody's on the run and you got the FBI or the police calling them and they're like, keep them on the line for 60 seconds. You can keep them on for 60 seconds. We can, we can track them. Yeah. It seems like she's kind of on that boat here. So what's her story? Is she involved with Monarch or is she a part of something even worse? We don't know. We don't I- I don't think she's a part of Monarch or anything worse. I feel like she's just like a little hacker girl that was in the wrong place at the wrong time. Um, however, she she did seem pretty prepared for this. So, I mean, my radar would be going up a little bit if I was uh, if I was her boyfriend or ex. Well, I don't think that they're boyfriend and girlfriend at the moment. They seem kind no, of not at the moment against each yeah. other. So, but I'm sure there will be a little bit of a rekindling that occurs between the two of them. Um, I found it interesting, the dynamic, right? Because they take off with Lee and Kurt Russell's terrific in this role. Um, Mm -hmm. They take off and Kate's a little bit, you know, there's a little bit of a difference between Kate and Kentaro here, right? Where Mm -hmm. he wants to know what happened to his father. May seems to be like, I got no choice. They already raided my place and I've got nowhere to be. So, might as well go down this path. And... Kate's like, I, I just don't want anything to do with this. You know, I don't know what these files lead to. I don't want any problems here. Just get rid of them and let me get back to my life. Right. She yeah. also seems to be recovering still from her encounter with Godzilla in San Francisco. And who wouldn't be considering she was on a school bus full of children who all plummeted <laughs> to their death. Seemingly, seemingly, unless Spider-Man was under that bridge um, yeah. trying to save them. I feel bad laughing, but just like hearing that out loud for some reason causes me me to laugh because yeah i'd be traumatized by that too i guess i guess i wouldn't know what else to do but to laugh at the pain on that one you know when they're driving away from this retirement facility in japan and you see mount mount fuji mount 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 fuji fiji it's a big one it's mount fuji fuji i wondered if it was an actual location or whether that was something that they just you know, superimposed in the background because they were like, come on, let's just make it a really epic looking locale of where he's located at because he didn't really have bad digs, right? That was not not a bad 
little situation that Lee Shaw had over there. Yeah, it was, it, and you know, it. I mean, it was very nice, and it mm-hmm. was really like, I guess the 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 protection or security was really underwhelming, to be completely honest. Like for such a high security, high, uh, you know, quality asset that they have secured there. Um, I mean, they did get out pretty easily. Like there's just like like a little door that led right to the highway. I don't know. Well, I don't- I don't think that the, he's like a legitimate prisoner there. I think it's kind of just, just like an understanding like, hey, you don't go anywhere and, and we won't bother you. But who knows? You know, if, it was, if he was that much of a threat, then I would assume he'd be in prison. But it doesn't seem that Monarch has the power to be just throwing people in jail. Yeah, I kind of, I don't think they do. Like, I, I don't, I don't know if they have, and again, haven't seen the movies. I don't know if they have any sort of like legal uh, power or if they're really just I don't know some some big organization with a lot of money just holding people against their will I, I don't think we need to keep prefacing that we haven't seen the movies <laughs> if you want to watch the movies go for it Zach if you're a listener out there and you have a problem that we haven't watched the movies then you know find the podcast that is an encyclopedia of knowledge for you we had a YouTube commenter which I hope he's enjoying the show I don't know his name uh, but he was like you know this is creatively irresponsible that you guys haven't watched the prequel movies like i didn't even know they were connected buddy so uh if they are (laughs) sorry you know start your podcast and talk about all the movies but personally i like the mysteries of finding these things out as we go not knowing what's possible i remember vague things from skull island because i I saw it on tnt years ago so i did remember certain aspects and i'm not going to say them because i'm assuming that most of our listeners haven't watched the movies and they don't want to be spoiled about certain things that may or may not be connected and they probably are but um nonetheless yeah we're not an encyclopedic knowledge of godzilla and all these other monsters that we're seeing here so yeah if that's what you want just go listen to our for all mankind podcast and you know (laughs) find somebody else for godzilla yeah well this Anyways, let's continue. Uh, 1954, we have continual flashbacks here. And although I'm not the timey-wimey type, as uh, one of our listeners, uh, Susie, uh, so famously coined in an email recently, I like the way the flashbacks are happening in this episode. I love the way they're tying in the storylines between Dr. Mura, uh, Billy Randa, and young Lee Shaw here. Which, by the way, if you notice Kurt Russell, I don't know if it's an acting thing or just a father and son thing, but... Kurt Russell has the same quirks or vice versa. Mm-hmm. Young Lee Shaw has the same quirks as Kurt Russell does, which is which is funny. It's funny to see on screen and, you know, a bit charming, right? You know, I just imagine yeah. like if if I was in a show with my dad and it was I was playing like the younger version of himself, that would be hilarious. But yeah. um he's spearheading, right? Because you got these two scientists, Bill Randa, and you have Dr. Mora there, and he's essentially bringing in General Puckett. Or Pluckett, if you want to fact check me there, Zach, on the I believe names. It's, I believe it's Puckett, but yeah. Yeah. If you can get me the, that guy's name and the creepy uh, guy from Monarch who went on an escapade in last week's episode. It's I think it's Brett. General Puckett, played by Christopher Heyerdahl. Yeah. Great actor. Mm-hmm. Any other guy? I am looking for him. Well, I'll keep talking while you look. Uh, Lee is spearheading getting financial backing for this science project that they're working on here, which is essentially to find out the existence of these monsters and how far this, you know, 
spiderweb ghosts and how many monsters exist in this world. They're not even calling them by the names we know them by. They're calling them Titans. Or maybe Godzilla is the only one with the name of Titan, but it's kind of a, a, I really love the direction that this is not just a Godzilla and King Kong show. I love that it's just all sorts of different monsters, even from the, whatever that creature is, whatever kind of bear mutation creature that is with the octopus type of mouth that can turn things into ice creature that was in, uh, in, in Alaska. That was insane. Yes. Yeah. I, but I mean, like t- to my point, I, I really do hope that we get a little bit more of the monsters, right? Like I don't want to, I don't want to just see them and then they disappear. Um, you know, I want to, I want to see something in action. Like something's got to happen. Like give me a good chase or something at the very least. Were you talking about it? Tim from last episode? Were you talking about Tim from last episode? Tim. That's the guy. Tim. Yeah. Lots of Tims around here. All right. Were you continuing with that thought or you just cut off like at the end there? No, I, I'm saying I, I want a good chase. Give a me chase, something. A chase of a monster? Yeah. Give me something. Like don't don't just flash think... the monster on screen. Like, you know, I, like, I, I, I appreciate the fact that there's, there's risk in the show. People do die. Um, How many more I mean, death do you I mean, want on this show, Zach? It's not that I want a bunch of death, but I mean, I we got to have some risk. You, you can't just you like cheer- throw a bunch of faceless kids off a, off a bridge and then not have anybody else die. But Were you cheering when Duho got frozen to death in this episode? I wasn't cheering. I was like, dang it. Like I was, I was kind of liking him. I was like, this this would be a fun character to have along, you know, on, on this journey. But I, I'm just, I'm hoping the monster didn't just turn around and like dive back into the ice or something. Yeah, look, I, I I see what you're saying, but I think that's a really slippery slope for this show to go down, which is just like, we're going to be monster hunters. Like, yeah, that's fine and dandy, but like next episode, they, they can't fight that, whatever that thing is. They need to be saved by somebody, whether it's Hiroshi who shows up or some, you know, or something mm-hmm. or other. But if there's hundreds or thousands of these creatures... You know, and this just turns into a monster hunter show. I don't think it's going to be something like that. I think it's going to be more of like, hey, more of the Dr. Moore approach of how can we protect these creatures, get mm-hmm. them off of the earth, because you can't keep these creatures in populated areas. You just can't, right? But you keep them in their own zone. And I think that's, that's what we do here, right? Because there is a general mystery of where Godzilla comes from. And uh, although we do know a little bit about that, and I'm not going to be sharing that um and how humans can't haven't witnessed it because it's it's ridiculous to think that in 1954 that nobody that there has been no eyewitness of a giant swimming dinosaur in the ocean there's just absolutely no way yeah i mean and the few things that have been seen or you know with any of these monsters just seem to be kind of like myths really i mean like yeah there's this fire breathing thing in the sky right from last episode episode two mm-hmm. um we find out that it, it actually is a monster so unless these creatures have different unless they're even more elevated above our own earthly creatures like that they have a almost human-like intellect in terms of being able to survive and avoid human contact right because mm. If anyone is the apex predator, it's, it's the the human mind to be able to, de, you know, devise ways of getting rid of these monsters that are 10 times stronger than us, or if not more, 100 times stronger than us, right, individually. But yeah. then we have our minds to be able to create, you know, nuclear bombs to strike at them with. So, if there's any creature that they need to avoid, it's us. 
That's why this bear <laughs> lives in the middle of Alaska, probably, right? That's mm-hmm. why all these creatures, if the one common theme of all these creatures is that they avoid human contact. For all the Sasquatch believers out there, that's that's her their whole thing, right? They, Sasquatch has to avoid human contact because that would be the biggest threat to them, right? Yeah. I know I, one person who's a big Sasquatch believer. Um, that sounds like and, a good story. I'll leave, I'll rem- leave them unnamed, uh, but they think that the, the overwhelming evidence supports the existence of Sasquatch. And no, that's not me. That is not me. I'm not referring to myself mysteriously. <laughs> I do not. I do not believe in such a thing, but I do have a friend who does. And um, yeah. Power to Think him. about it. The dragon, the dragon you just mentioned in some shit by itself, this mm-hmm. bear in the middle of the icy mountains, right? Godzilla. I mean, I would have a running theory that the reason this whole San Francisco attack happens is because humans keep getting closer and closer to Godzilla. And so therefore he's like, all right, y'all leave me no choice here. I'm going to have to like move towards, you know, you guys, right? Because you keep on trying to come after me. So maybe not an intentional attack, but just a, you know, I got to keep moving. I got to keep moving and keep on getting away because I don't feel as safe as I once did. Who knows how long Godzilla has been around. I could see something kind of like that, but, you know, also, you know, I wonder if this is a situation, I don't know where all of these plants are, but maybe there's like nuclear power plants that are just now a lot closer to, to a lot of large cities and that might be like bait. It might be drawing them in. So there, there could be a little mix of both. Like, yeah, we sure we're, we're moving closer. We're populating the whole world, but we have the, these high, uh, uh, what radiation zones with nuclear power is just luring them in. If this was the world of for all mankind, they would be doomed because they moved off of fossil fuels in the nineties. Uh, yeah. So it would just be monsters all over the place. <laughs> and that's why they went to Mars. What year did Chernobyl occur? The seventies, right? Like the early seventies. I want to say yes. I will let you know. I wonder if they're going to tie that in somehow. 86. 86? Yeah. That doesn't sound right. No, uh, 86. The Chernobyl disaster began on April 26, 1986. Huh. And when was it uncovered? Because they, they hid it for a while, right? Oh, I don't know when it was uncovered. Didn't you watch the show? But I, I did. Yeah, but it was like a year ago. A year ago? I feel I don't think it was like that long that they were able to cover that up. I mean, I'm sure they wanted to. Didn't it wasn't it popping it up, popping up like on German radars, like this sort of like radiation. I can't. You're the one who watched the show, Zach. You should know these things. I shouldn't have to be asking these things. <laughs> well, I didn't write down the dates. All right. <laughs> all right. Well, back to the present day. May found a way to digitize all the files. Uh, Lee, despite being in retirement for God knows how long, is very, uh, he's very adept at getting around. Uh, He kind of reminds me of Nathan Drake from, you know, um, Uncharted, the the video game series. He knows his way around. He knows, he has his friends all over the place who he Mm. can call upon. And despite coming from this retirement home, he knows the first move is to get on a cargo ship across to South Korea to meet with his friend Duho who gives them passage or helps them get passage towards Alaska. Yeah. I wonder how long that flight is from South Korea to Alaska. Uh, I, I don't know. I'd imagine like what, 14 hours or something like that. But I've also never flown anywhere, you know, past just uh No, not that long. Eight Coast. hours. Eight, eight hours. hours and 20 minutes. Hmm. All right. Okay. So 
despite throwing away the files, which Kentaro has an issue with, into the ocean, um, Monarch catches trace of them. And we get this scene of the boss from Monarch on the tarmac confronting Tim and his, I guess, the secret agent girl. Can you can you find out her name as well? Yeah. Is, is it Duval, I think? I don't know. I do not know. Let me look it up. I think it is. But yeah, the, uh, also that this whole conversation, uh, you know, where the boss flies out on the plane, they, you know, meet Tim and I'm just going to say Duval because I think that's who it is, but correct me if I'm wrong. Could this not have just taken place on the phone? <laughs> like, well, I think, I think it's the such point a big is... deal. Like you, you leave, you leave all of the stuff going on over there. What was it? A birthday party. It's like, well, it's obvious it that the they're, that neither of them are the head boss. So Tim is underneath her, who we don't get her name, but we see Tim and Duval here. And it's obvious that this woman who gets off of the tarmac, off the jet, is here to reprimand Tim and to send him... I'm assuming that Monarch's not killing people, but they're definitely sending Tim to, to IT. They're, they're not letting him leave. Uh, and he's just, he's just never going to be able to do something stupid like this again. Because mm-hmm. it seems that he's taken this wild approach of his own volition, probably through personal ambition, if I had to guess. This is probably Tim trying to save the day, trying to take matters into his own hands, right? Perhaps to try to get from underneath her yoke or her control, whoever this woman is, right? But the mysteries continue to unravel because Monarch obviously has a huge budget. You know, you got the emblem of Monarch on this private jet. And who knows how far their their kind of spidery grip goes because they're even able to get facial recognition in South Korea that flagged Lee Shaw in their system. So they have cooperation globally, not just from the United States. Yeah. They, I mean, I'm sure they have people everywhere. I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if they manufactured a lot of like the surveillance equipment that everybody uses. Like may, maybe they're like a vendor for the military and they create, you know, weapons as well. I have no clue. Um, but they sure do have a lot of money and they have a lot of connections everywhere. It's ridiculous. Yeah, I'd have to agree. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. So. Yes. Theories on May. What do you think is up with her and her mysterious phone call and who do you think it was to i think it was probably to a boyfriend back home or something like that um i don't think that uh she's currently dating uh kentaro i mean we've established that already we we know they're at the very least on a break and uh at worst they're they're definitely broken up um and at odds with each other quite a bit but i mean it, it seemed like a very personal phone call could have been to a mother could have been to a boyfriend or something like that um outside of that i don't think she's a bad person I, like i i just i think she's just a nerd a nerd mm. that maybe you know who knows maybe she does steal some money maybe she hacks into things on the weekend 
or as a day job and you know steals things that way but um in the grand scheme of things i don't think she's like working for monarch or some other even more massive entity yeah do you think um i think she's probably a hacker who got in over her head stealing some information that was um either classified or whatever uh we do know that greenpeace is definitely not her uh her thing because she kind of mocks Kentaro, who kind of comes in with the cheesy rebuff of, hey, that's not good for, for the ocean. The, you know, the fish eat the plastic and then we eat the fish. Yeah. Um, but he was just trying to find an icebreaker to kind of, you know, figure out what's going on with her, which, which is understandable, right? Yeah. But we also don't know why he ghosted her. We figure it was around the time of, her, of his father's disappearance. Um, and he was probably going through a lot. but. It seems he cares about her. At least that's what, what you know is conveyed in the show. I guess we'll just have to see more about about what occurs. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. What do you think uh What do you think we're going to go from here? I mean, we 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 get this whole scene with Lee Shaw, you know, letting uh letting everybody know that they didn't get the the bid that they put in because it wasn't enough. What an epic reveal, by the way. Mm-hmm. What do you think we're going to do with all this money? Do you think we're going to jump straight into, uh, I don't know, like five, ten years in the future or something and, and have a massive amount of equipment? Or do you think we're still going to kind of like see everything get built from the ground up? Monarch get built from the ground up, I should say. I think we still have to get back to the place where um, Kiko falls into the hole underneath the nuclear reactor. And we have to see what occurs there. Why Lee Shaw looks tremendously younger than Bill Randa does, even in 2015, even compared to Bill Randa in 1970-something, right? My, my, yeah. guess is, my guess is that wherever she fell into, he probably goes after her because there still seems to be a little bit of a tension between these three. Um, there's a romantic interest from both the men to to her and perhaps a little bit of romantic interest between her and and these two guys. Uh, I'm just putting it putting it out there, putting my predictions out there. I think that Lee probably jumps in the hole with her in, in some in some regard. And there's that this whatever is going to happen, he kind of brushes off May's comment that he's supposed to be like 92 years old when in reality he looks like he's in his 60s, maybe like yeah. mid to late 60s tops. Yeah. Um. So what what goes on in what happened that he doesn't look like a like an old geriatric man who can't move? You know, right? Yeah. Do you think there's gonna do you think there's any bit of like time travel that we might get in this show, or do you just think it's like exposure to something? I don't know what, but something. Hmm. Well, I think it would be more something like Interstellar, where something with the gravitational force and the gravitational pull slows time down uh, in a way that aging doesn't occur as quickly. Whatever whatever occurs happened there, I think it has something to do with that. But I also think that Lee Shaw is Hiroshi's father. I don't think it's Bill Randa. Really? Um, you, you still yeah. think that? Yeah, yeah, I, I really do. I don't know. It might come back to that whole secrets and lies thing. Um if I had to guess, mm. but um, yeah, just something seems off about that whole relationship and the whole dynamic there. 
it just sort of clearly seems to me that Dr. Mora and and him have more chemistry than her and and Bill, if I had to guess. But I could be completely wrong on that. Uh, it just, you know, I wouldn't be surprised we'll if you were right though. Like I, I still think it was. It's probably, you know, Bill's son. But I mean, I'm not going to deny that there's totally like this love triangle thing, you know, forming here. So would I be surprised? No, I really wouldn't be surprised. Maybe Lee Bill's turns kind of more nerd. into a, a gun-toting Neanderthal. Maybe he's a bad guy and we don't know it yet. Uh, we, we could find that out. We don't really know to what extent, right? May is not really trusting of him, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Uh, perhaps Monarch wanted him to get away. We don't know all convenient. the full details, but we do know he's an OG. He's an original founder of Monarch, but we don't know what his motivations are. Other than in the past, he was definitely into Dr. Mora. Maybe it was also because he wanted to rise to the ranks of the military. But, you know, it's, it's TBD to be determined what happens. You know, maybe him uh, going to South Korea was his way of flagging Monarch to know where he was. We don't know yeah. uh, just exactly if he's telling the truth. He's definitely wielding his power and his knowledge over the kids, right? Because he oh, says, yeah. hey... I'm, you know, you can call the shots. Where do we go now? And Kentaro yes. can't answer him, right? Mm-hmm. So for that reason, they throw the files off the ship. So they're of kind of blindly trusting him, and hopefully they don't get screwed over by this. But I guess we'll find out, right? But we do remember that Bill Randa, at the start of this series, when he's um, pretty much recording, when he's recording himself and saying, "Hey." If you're seeing this, uh, you know, I'm sorry that I stole this, whatever. So, he stole some information, right? Yes. And he's apologizing to somebody. Who is he apologizing to is the question. Why is he by himself is another question. Mm -hmm. And where is he? Because that's clearly not Earth, wherever he is at the start of the series. What do you mean? You don't think it's Earth? I don't think it's Earth as we know it. No. I mean... I don't, I mean, I think all of the, uh, the monsters that we see are terrestrial. I don't, I don't think that they're actually terrestrial in, in any way. No, no, me neither. I, I just don't think it's Earth as we know it. It's not like... It's not like Hawaii. <laughs> no. It's, wherever he was was not like a, a place that we know of. No. Okay. Uh, I, uh, that's, that's fair. That's fair. Uh, do you think Hiroshi's still alive? Yeah, I mean, we, we 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 get to to Alaska here and see all of this stuff. I agree with you as well. Like I I thought so too. If he wasn't alive, I feel like we would have seen a dead frozen body. Which this monster doesn't really seem to care to eat. He just seems to want to kill. Well, we don't know, right? Oh, well, then again, we do know because the pilot was left there behind. So it oh, seems more yeah. territorial than anything, right? Yeah, just angry about the noise, trying to get them to shut up. <laughs> Yeah, if you notice with these monsters, at least the dragon and, and this ice bear thing, um, they're completely covered. Like one is in a ship, yeah. and then another is in a, um, like in the mountain. Yeah, like under ice. Yeah, like in a cave somewhere there or frozen. Who knows? Yeah. But um, I kind of knew that it was an attack right off the bat. Mm-hmm. Not even because of the plane, the way it was torn apart, but the tent. There's like holes in the tent and stuff like that. So I was like, this, something yeah. happened here, you know. I just, the, I figured. also would have expected that plane to have like caught fire or something if it really did crash, but it didn't. It just seemed like it was really ripped apart. Do you think uh, Duho is alive, or do you think he's dead? 
I think Duho is one thousand percent dead. Unfortunately, I, you don't think it could me. be. You don't think it could be like a Walt Disney thing where there's like a rumor that Walt Disney is frozen alive like <laughs> underneath, you know, Magic Kingdom. No, I think I think uh, I think Duho is frozen dead. Yeah, you can't be one of those things that when you unthaw him like a cartoon that he'll just kind of like spring back to life. So his organs are probably frozen solid now, right? Like yeah, I yeah. mean, you, you like you, you would have what like crystals in your blood so like that would i feel like that would kill you anyways if if, if you were yeah. to like thaw somebody so no i don't i don't think he's alive unfortunately i do think everybody else that was with him will get away and not die however um mm-hmm. but no he's he's dead duho's gone don't you think that's not enough weight if everybody gets away next episode in this monster no, it's we fine. need one Duho of those for... Like I don't, I don't need to see one of them die. You're not going to entrap me in, in this death <laughs> wish that I have for everybody. No, I was trying look, to bait you. The, I, I know you were. Try, you. I know exactly what you're trying to do. Like no, like the show has to have some weight. Yes, Duho died. Unfortunately, I did like his character. Um, I thought I thought he would have been a cool companion for this uh, for this journey. Just that funny kind of quirky guy. Yep. Um, but. No, I, all 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 I'm saying about the monsters is I just I don't want them to just pop up and then pop away. Like that's it. Like I want I want to know a little bit more about them. It doesn't need to turn into Monster Hunter or, or you know something else like that. I I just don't want them to to appear and disappear and just be like this little I don't know sneak peek that you get everywhere. I want I want a little bit of a story. I want to know a little bit about what what they care about. Well, you and might have well, a chance. Maybe we'll get that a little bit later. Like it, it's possible. Like maybe we'll we'll learn more about the origin of these monsters and what they care about, what they're really here for. As we you know see all of these flashbacks. Yeah, I, I mean, I think you're probably going to get your chance next episode because this one ends with that monster rearing its head at the four of them on top of this mountain. Yeah, and um, interesting by the way, this creature that it has like these frost tentacles that can freeze things. I mean, I'm assuming we're going to see even more powers like this from all these other creatures that exist in this, in this universe. Yeah. It'd be pretty epic to see, to see uh, some of these monsters fight and run into each other. I wonder how many there are. I don't think there's going to be like a, we ever define that number, but I think there will be like the same way on earth where there's different levels of, mm. of these creatures and which ones are the most fearsome killers. I think it'll be this, you know, there's several types of them. But I, I find it hard to believe that we're going to bounce from season to season on a different monster in each season. I think this is like one story, we get to the bottom of it, and that's it. That's the end of this of this series. You, you, how many how many seasons do you think we're going to get here? Do you think it's just going to be like, well, like a couple around, uh, I guess, Hiroshi and his disappearance? Or? I, could see, I could see two to three seasons. I don't know if I could see this being a five season show. Not without it like losing uh gravit- gravitas or something like that. Yeah. It's this it'll start to get long, drawn out and, and Or just not. old if you just repeat the premise of like, all right, we're gonna do King Kong now, you know, like Yeah, and I mean who who's to say King Kong won't like make an appearance in this or, or something? Yeah, for sure. For sure I think he will. Yeah. I think I think that's almost certain. Yeah. At this point. All right. Well, Good episode. Where would you where would you rank this so far? We, we we've gotten three episodes. Mm. What's what's your uh, what's your ranked order here? 
I think last episode still tops tops it for me. Um, okay. I did enjoy. I really did enjoy this one. I like that they didn't they didn't get so wrapped up on the logistics of getting where they needed to be. Like we could have spent two episodes of trying yes. to get from Japan to Alaska, but instead they just like we're we're relying on first learning more about Lee Shaw. We you know we find out he's a hell of a driver. He's a hell of a pilot. He's pretty much all around uh, whatever you want to call him. But he gets he gets star. stuff done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. right. Um. <laughs> But they get to where they need to be, and it feels like we're just getting, we're cutting straight to the chase. Because I'm assuming, uh, if Hiroshi's alive, we see him next episode. If I had to guess, and we, get I would to the imagine, bottom. yeah, yeah, we get to the that... bottom of of what it was that he needed, that was so important that he didn't want Monarch to find out. And Monarch is still going to be on their tail, right? Because I'm assuming next episode they'll go to South Korea and they'll find out that they got a plane and went to Alaska, so they will catch up with them as well. You know, yeah, yeah. I uh, I imagine that we're gonna end up seeing Hiroshi dead or alive next episode. I I hope alive. I think alive. Um, but I can't see us sticking around in in Alaska too much longer. And also, I don't know where this guy would have gone on his own with no plane and not being caught somewhere. Like, I feel like he's probably fairly close by because I would also imagine, right? Like if, if he's got this little tent thing set up, I'm sure there's some gusty winds. Like I, I would imagine a lot of this stuff would have been blown around and just like destroyed if he was like actually completely gone. and wasn't kind of sitting there every now and then keeping it together, you know? Yeah. Unless he was more prepared than we see, but I'm assuming they, they catch a lead from something he left behind mm. and, and they find out their next move of where to go from here right okay. we assume that he is nearby though for sure yeah somewhere would you like to get into a couple categories here yeah but before we do i think like as we go forward in this series the key thing is is going to find out what went wrong with monarch and the three characters you know we know dr mora seemingly fell to her death or into some mystery and we have this mystery of lee shaw's age that needs to get um solved or answered mm-hmm. and then the whereabouts and what happened to bill randa whether he died wherever he was and what happened to him and which of the three betrayed the trust of the others because it seems that one of the three went wrong just one of them and then it also seems that monarch is the family family business and despite it being the family business it seems hiroshi decided to go against the family business so what's going down at Monarch that made him leave and made him a, uh, made him someone that had to be live a life on the run, and what led him to have two families? Because it didn't seem like, it doesn't seem like he did that. I don't know how they're going to explain that one, but uh, <laughs> it doesn't seem like it was malicious. Like the intent of having two families, if if you ask me. It, I agree. It, it doesn't seem like it was malicious, but it, it is a good question, right? Considering that Monarch really was like the family business, I really want to know what on earth went down and when it went down. Because I imagine it would have happened a while ago because I, I feel like Lee Shaw's probably been at this uh, retirement home for quite some time. Yeah, yeah. All right, categories. Categories. Let's start with favorite character of the episode. Old Lee Shaw, Kurt Russell. Sure. All right. I'm going to go with Duho. I, th- I thought he was memorable. I remember him. 
Even though he's dead, I remember him. Rest in peace, Duho. I know. It's hard to top uh, Kurt Russell, though. So I yeah. just can't pick the same one. So, uh, Favorite scene of the episode? I got my favorite. That one was easy mm-hmm. for me. You go first time because I don't know what mine is. Mine was the escape. Mm. I love I love seeing Kurt Russell, May, Kentaro, and and Kate all you know get out of the uh, the compound. It was fun to get like a little little miniature uh, action sequence there as as they uh, drive off into the distance. I think mine was nuking Godzilla. Oh, that I is thought, a good one. I thought I thought the whole anticipation of seeing Godzilla stand up and and the full reveal of the creature. I thought that was pretty epic. Mm. Um, and seeing just more and more about the, the beginnings of Monarch and that organization. Yeah. Any lines that stood out to you in this episode? I've got like two. I have in regards to Monarch being the family business, Kate says, it's not our family business. It's the family curse. Mm-hmm. And then I have, I actually have three lines. I have Duho who says, you don't appreciate life until you're afraid to lose it. And then my third one is a lie and a secret are two different things. Those are, those are the, those are my those, three. Those are much better than mine. Mine was, I, I really liked the, uh, the little conversation between uh, Lee Shaw and, and Bill and, and, and everybody there mm-hmm. uh, when he was like, oh, they, they turned down the budget. Oh, he said yeah, yeah. you didn't ask for enough. <laughs> yeah you like the reveal of the yeah i did of him kind of saying i told you guys I could get us funding yeah i did i thought it i thought it was funny i mean they're gonna i'd imagine they're gonna get a ton of money um but i don't think this is something the government is gonna like want to let go like i like i feel like they're gonna want to have control and like eyes and ears and everything and know everything that's going on. I, mean, I don't know. I'll maybe say- that is the origin of Monarch. Maybe Monarch really is like a secret government agency, like the like, I don't know, like the CIA or or something. I'll say this: I think Bill Randa ends up being the nefarious of the three. Um, it, when he got to the island, he seemed like somebody who wanted to be like on the front page of you know you know, National Geographic or Time Magazine. You know, mm-hmm. he seems like somebody who wants to leave a mark. Um, and even when they go to fire off the nuke, if you notice, he doesn't really move. He doesn't really take an action. He doesn't, he's not vocal to try to stop it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the only two who try to stop it is Lee, even though Dr. Moore was mad at him, right? Yeah. For saying that he shouldn't have uh, stopped her. But he does go to the general to try to get the general to not do this. Um, and Dr. Moore while Bill is there just recording it with his camera and just letting it happen. So it makes you wonder what side of the equation he's on. And um, I'm interested to to see how that kind of pans out. His appearance in in, uh, the last episode, episode two, it was kind of uh, suspicious, like Mm -hmm. just popping out of the woods. So you you might not be wrong. There might be something to that. Well, anyways... I think that uh, I think that about rounds this out. You got anything else that you wanna wanna close out with? Nope. Other than thank you all for listening, and I hope you are enjoying our series on Monarch Legacy of Monsters. I also hope that you are listening to our coverage of For All Mankind, as well as my coverage of Hard Knocks, the Miami Dolphins season that I'm going through every Tuesday, as it stands right now, as we watch 
this historic Miami Dolphins run. I'm going to be recording that tomorrow night. And we're going to be doing and catching up on our For All Mankind coverage <clears throat> on the previous episode later this week. Hopefully Wednesday, you will have it up and ready yeah. to listen. And then we're back on track this week because we took a bit of time with the holidays to take some time off. So we hope you all did the same, are enjoying it, and you're back on track. Hope you got some holiday shopping done. I did for Christmas today, which I'm never ahead of time with Christmas shopping, but I was able to get some done for my loved ones today. And uh, yeah, stay safe out there. Enjoy the last leg of the year. Enjoy it. Have lots of treats. And we will see you on the next episode of Story Archives. Love it. And you know, I don't, I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's, if it's your, uh, your episodes on Hard Knocks or just the fact that the Dolphins don't suck this year. But I have caught a few games myself, so I'm, uh, I'm kind of interested in seeing where this goes. I watched the, the game. What was it on Friday or mm-hmm. Sunday? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, well, welcome, we'll welcome to Dolphin fandom. It's, been, I mean, at my entire life, they haven't been good, so. <laughs> mm-hmm. I probably just dated myself a little bit, but whatever. Anyways, thank you for listening to this episode of Monarch Legacy of Monsters by Story Archives. You can find this podcast anywhere you find podcasts, Apple and Spotify podcasts primarily. You can visit us on YouTube at Soapbox Podcast Network. You can visit our website at soapbox.house. Email us at contact at soapbox.house. And we do have a link in the description below to sign up for our quarterly newsletter. All right. Are you going to cap it i don't know what i want to say <laughs> what what's the sign off here what's the quip i'll leave it to you bud ah, secrets and lies there's no difference that's our sign off no i have no idea what our sign off is going to be all right we're going to work on it for this week we have an official <laughs> sign off all right have a good one y'all thanks for tuning in peace peace